tags, no tags. What's up, good people? It is a brand new episode of The Midnight Drop with your host, Jordan Malone. I know it's been a good minute, which was a couple episodes ago, but we're back with some new stuff to talk about. We're going to go into it kind of chill today. Not that much stuff to review, just some more discussion based topics. Uh, First off, we're going to talk about some things regarding the podcast, uh, which that being not me not being on station head. That's one thing for sure. Uh, we're also going to be talking about some movies that we're going to be reviewing here today in the next coming days, some announcements for tomorrow and a discussion regarding uh, movies and why 90 percent of them are not that good. Uh, and just chill for a little bit for tonight's episode of Midnight Drop. I'm glad you guys are here, but we'll go ahead and get back into it as we prepare for tonight's episode. So see you in a little bit. up my English already but with that being said welcome to a brand new episode of the midnight drop again I'm your host Jordan Malone thanks so much for tuning in it's always a pleasure to have people come in and listen to my nice nice voice or whatever this is I think my voice is annoying at times but it is what it is but like I said we're just going to be having a chill episode today there's not that much to review a lot of the reviews are going to happen either tomorrow Saturday and Sunday today's going to be real chill we're just going to be talking about some things uh, regarding the podcast how I'm feeling today, uh, this really cool discussion regarding why 90% of films I believe fail or just okay or not as good as what people want to be. Um, and then we're just going to be talking about some things that we saw here in life in this past week. So I think it'll be interesting. Uh, but before we do that, let's get into some housekeeping rules. And we'll start off which is talking about where you can listen to us. If you're new here to the Midnight Drop, first of all, welcome. It's great to have you here. Uh, If you want to continue listening to the Midnight Drop, you can go ahead and listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and also www.themidnightdrop.com. Again, that's www.themidnightdrop.com where we do a lot of cool stuff around here. We do some blog posts over there. We have all of our catalog of episodes. It's really dope. Go check it out. And uh, uh, you can also check us out and follow us on official underscore TMT, TMD podcast. Again, that's official underscore TMD podcast on Instagram. We're still getting our TikTok uh, up and at them once we get some video content out there. And... Also, if you want to DM me and talk about if you want to get on the show, 
you can go ahead and DM me on Instagram at 615 underscore chill. Again, that's 615 underscore chill. Or if you're your email person, you can go ahead and email me at jordancammon, C-A-M-M-O-N, at outlook.com. That's for any of you guys who want to go ahead and ask a question or if you guys want to come in and actually, you know, just do an episode through Zoom or in person, go ahead and let a brother know. It's always great to have new people coming in. But with that being said, let's get into our first kind of discussion, our little topic to get through these things. And uh, I'll just say it right now. One of the things that you missed out is that I didn't say nothing about Station Head. And if you knew what Station Head was or didn't, or, or didn't know at all because, uh, number one, this is your first time listening to the podcast, or number two, you just forgot about it. Uh, it's because I'm pretty much done with Station Head. I'm pretty much done with using that platform as a source of live streaming the Midnight Drop. Uh, the reason why is because I just don't feel like it's the best platform for this podcast. Uh, it's it's not only because we didn't I didn't get a lot of people on there. It's because the avenue the, the the avenue of growth over there just seemed non-existent. And I'll go ahead and explain Station Head for a little bit. So Station Head is a platform that originated on Apple and it moved over to Android uh, a couple years down the road. And it's basically a platform to where you can kind of go ahead and go to different people's channels or uh, different pods or whatever and listen to either their podcast, listen to them talk or listen or just listen to the music they have. And you connect your Spotify or your uh, iTunes account or your like your Apple Music account and some stuff like that. And I thought it was an interesting idea because I saw one of uh, this Instagram comedian, Tony Baker, promote it. And I was thinking, OK, uh, I could probably get on here and try something uh, because he had his followers come in. And I was thinking, OK, maybe I can grow a platform. Uh, the only problem is, is that Station Head doesn't have a lot of users. I mean, the person who had the highest amount of users on the platform was like this woman who had like 933 listeners uh, on an average basis. And um, the content was just kind of weird, though, fam. It was like a lot of uh, drama shit that I don't think she would have done well if she went to like YouTube or something. Just to be honest, I don't know if you're listening to this. I'm sorry, but <laughs> she gonna if she ever listens, she gonna be like, "Who the fuck is this?" But uh, also, a lot of the content was like overseas music stations, like BTS, uh, a lot of South Korean music stations. It just it just didn't feel right. So whenever I tried to go on and like contact Station Head or try to figure out. You know, what would they do to help their creators or anybody else who used it? There really wasn't a lot of videos or just avenues for that. Um, there was like a newsletter, like 21 people liked on their on their website. And it just didn't seem that good at all. It led you to a Dropbox to like download some of their shit. And I was like, I don't think this is it for me. So, like, the first three weeks of this month, I decided that I was going to try to use it. And I thought, maybe, maybe this would be a cool platform. I I tried to get people to get on to download it, but that's the thing. Like, if it's a platform that you need to download, people are less likely to do it because it requires a little bit more work. And that's not to call people lazy. Well, a little bit. It's a little bit to call people lazy. But at the same time... 
if you can, it, it's the ease of access. If you're able to just go to a platform and just something that you already have in your phone, that's mandatory and just play it. You don't have to set up an account or anything. It's good. But if it's like an app that you have to get on a play store, you have to set up an account, you have to start. And if you got to start paying for it month by month, no one's going to download that shit. It's just bad. And sadly, I think one of the biggest things about Station Head is that you either have you have to have either an uh, an Apple Music account or you have to get Spotify Premium, which for me, I got that when I started out. And Spotify Premium isn't bad. It's just I what's the point of getting Spotify Premium just to listen to a guy talk for a couple of hours like that's and to just listen to, to non copyrighted music like that's. That's just like, really? Oh, copyrighted music to be exact, but I just thought it was ridiculous. So I actually tried an idea to where I just stream music called the Midnight Drop Jukebox. Turns out that wasn't good at all. And I thought that was a terrible idea because people can just listen to music on Spotify. They don't have to listen to my playlist. I can share my playlist on Spotify. And I was like, that's the dumbest idea I've had when it comes to this podcast, like I really wanted to tell myself to shut the fuck up. And at that point I was just like, yeah, it's stupid. So I've just made the executive decision to just stop doing station head. And I think what you're going to see from this platform is that we're probably going to do more stuff like go on Twitch, do YouTube live, you know, stream from there. I know Wix has a streaming uh, function, but I don't, I don't know if that would be the best. Maybe if I'm doing like a dual stream, like one on YouTube and then one on um, Twitch, well, one on YouTube and then one on my website, that could work. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, we're done with Station Head. We're done with that shit. Um, It was okay while it lasted. I won't even say it was fun while it lasted because sometimes I just felt a little sad that I wasn't getting a lot of stuff on there. But it is what it is. I'm going here. I'm looking through my site. But besides that, uh, my day's been pretty, pretty well. I mean, work's been cool, been working out. A lot of people have been saying I look good. I don't think I look good. I think I look fat as hell. I won't even say that because that's wrong. That's very wrong to call yourself fat and you know you're not fat. I just say I feel I feel a little stuff, a little chubby because I'm trying to regain myself from Thanksgiving and Christmas. And also from an injury I had. And this was the thing I had. So like last year, my whole goal was to lose all of this weight. Right. And because I weighed at 245 and I was like, that is ridiculous for my size. Like that is unhealthy. And, I, and I'm and i very muscular. But at the same time, I had a lot of fat around that. So I needed more definition. I needed to get leaner. So for all 2021, my goal was for the first half to lose 20 pounds. And the second half to lose another 20 pounds so I can get to around like a you know, 205 or even 200, luckily. So the first part of it worked. I lost 20 pounds. I went all the way from 245 to 225. I lost three more pounds. I ended up being 222. And I was like, this is awesome. Two more pounds, 220. Awesome. I uh, did a boxing subscription with uh, Floyd Mayweather Boxing, which don't ever do that shit. I'll explain later. And uh, I ended up uh, doing more weightlifting, but like, like it was like fast paced weightlifting where it's just like lower weights, higher reps. And it worked out all right. 
But I realized that I didn't have to do boxing that much. I can just go walk outside and chill and lift weights and take creatine. And it was really helping my ass out. And uh, I think for, I think really just like that last half though, like I was eating a little bit more because I was hungry as fuck. I love food and I get hungry as hell. Uh, I switched my job. Well, actually, I got a job. I got a different job where I was more, uh, I would just be chilling and everything. And uh, at one point, I really just, I really just like, just said, like, I'm just going to do my thing. But I think the worst part was when after Thanksgiving or before Thanksgiving, I got this really bad uh, injury. I don't know where it came from. I think it came from a shoulder exercise, but I had some really bad uh, nerve damage on the left side of my neck and it just caused an excruciating pain. And I just ended up not going to the gym for like three weeks and it was ridiculous. Um, damn. And then, you know, Thanksgiving rolled around. I had a lot of food. Christmas rolled around. I had a lot of food. Kind of let myself go. The last time I weighed myself, I only gained like three more pounds, but more and more, I just started feeling heavier, and I was just like, oh, my God, I hope I don't go back to 240. But your boy's back in it. I'm doing a good amount of cardio. It's cold as hell, so I can't take my my, my walks, my morning and evening walks like I can't, used to. And those walks be great, too, man. It's like the pandemic, but that's another conversation for, for later. But, yeah, everything's great, man. It's been dope. I'm I'm happy that we can get into this conversation. And that's when we're going to have to go on to a little bit of break. Yeah, see, just because we're out of station here doesn't mean we're going to stop doing these breaks, man. Because sometimes I need to prepare and get stuff going. And what we're going to come back, when we come back, we're going to start talking about some of the reviews I'm going to do. Some of the movies that I'm going to sit down and watch. uh, Some movies, uh, some that I definitely need to get catch up on. And uh, others that are coming out tomorrow, either on streaming or in theaters, that I'm going to take the time Uh, to watch and review throughout the weekend and you'll get my analysis and have a discussion with me on that so i'll be more than willing to kind of go through some trailers and and kind of just talk about my thoughts on these films and then after that we'll also talk about this little discussion this little uh, opinion piece i have regarding films about why mainstream media mainstream movies 90 percent of the time are just not that good or just don't do that well out there if I have to be specific and I'll explain myself with that being said, thanks for joining into the midnight drop. I'm yours. Jordan Malone. We'll be right back after this break.
All right. As we're nearing the end of this break, just want to go ahead and get started with this first topic. This, yeah, this kind of topic. The last one was an introduction, if y'all didn't know. How y'all liking this music? I think I'm going to change this shit. Because this is, this is chill-ass music. But sometimes I feel like once you kind of get into the swing of things and it's been so long, you just got to change it up on people. So I want to see how people feel about this. I might not get an answer, but who knows? But all right. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into it uh, with this first uh, topic that I have for tonight. Just the movies that I'm going to be watching and reviewing over the weekend and what you guys are going to be looking forward to. So there are some movies that I just have not got a, uh, a chance to watch in the last one or two weeks. And I really want to go to the theater and, and have the time of my life to watch these films. Uh, there are some movies that are coming out next uh, tomorrow and Saturday that I want to take the time to go watch them as well. And some of them are going to be on streaming and some of them are going to be on theaters. And I want to get a good time to watch them. So I thought I'd dedicate this time uh, to just talk about some films that I'm definitely going to take some time to uh, watch and talk to you guys about. And I know there are some movies that are obvious. There are some movies... There is one movie in particular that I need to watch because I'm a week late. I should have watched it last week, but snow and ice and everything uh, stopped me from going. And we're just going to go ahead and go straight into it. And it's going to be the movie that some people have that people have already watched and have already talked about a little bit. But I just haven't gotten my thoughts. Uh, Julian's actually going to have a discussion about it tomorrow. And that's one of our (laughs) big deals big things is that we're going to have a guest tomorrow. It's going to be Julian Ross and uh, he went to go see scream. I'm going to go watch it, uh, but let's go ahead and get straight into, well, I just, <laughs> I just spoiled it. It's scream. We're going to be, let's go through the trailer with scream uh, and just really just talk about how I feel about it. So let's go ahead and get into it. so far. Do you have a gun? I'm Sydney Prescott. Of course I have a gun. Something about this one just feels different. Samantha? I'm, I know who you are. I've been through this a lot. This is your life now, which means that whoever this is is going to keep coming for you. You ready? This? Never. There's certain rules to surviving. Attacks were all on people related to the original killers. Whatever his link is to our past, 
It's pulled us all back here. And I won't sleep until he's in the ground. Yeah, so that's the trailer for Scream. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Um, I'm not too crazy about this film. I think it's going to be serviceable in terms of nostalgia and in terms of what fans want. But I think for me in general, I'm not too, too excited about it. Uh, I've watched the original Scream. I watched Scream 2. I (laughs) watched some of Scream 3 before I turned it the fuck off because I didn't think it was a good movie and in Scream 4 I thought it was I thought it was pretty good uh so watching this one watching the trailer for it I just feel like there are some things in here that are going to be very interesting and are going to be really cool especially blending in you know the elements of Scream and what made it so good to today's world like modern society as you heard from like that first part with just uh ghost face fucking around with the security system i thought that's pretty cool but we've seen that at other film other films what this feels like is it's taking a little bit from the modern halloween films where we kind of go through years down the road after the first film and all the other films going on and that we kind of get this everyone's afraid Ghostface killer is like the devil we've been training for this we will fight this off this demon or whatever and uh, i kind of get vibes from that to be honest so i think i think one of the things from this film that i'm i i will say that right off the bat i don't think i'm going to be that interesting interested in is some of the characters here besides the main characters? I think some of the side characters, the people who are going to get killed off, you know, obviously they're going to get killed off in this film. This trailer gave that out and I'm just not really feeling it. I'm not really feeling some of these characters. They might do some cool things, but here and there, here and there, they might be cool, but I, I don't really know. I don't think it's going to be that amazing, but it's been getting good reviews. I think, Overall, the movie is out there doing it big. It's making its money. Uh, but for me, I just think it's just going to be okay. But let's check it out. Uh, this is why we 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 kind of like talk about how we feeling about it with the trailer. And then we just kind of go in and just be like, okay, this is, this is how we feel about it. And then we'll go in because we hold all of our judgment uh, until after the film. This is just how I feel, though. But... Let's get into our next one. I think one of the next films that I am pretty interested in watching is something that came out uh, at the beginning of this month, but it's going to start streaming tomorrow on Amazon Prime, and I'm interested in watching this one. It's actually, uh, this is actually like the second movie out of three, which the first one was Scream, which I know I said it looks like it's going to be okay, but I'm so interested. And this is the second film where this one's been getting a lot of good reviews and I'm really interested in seeing it. And it's actually called a hero. And I don't know too much about, I I don't know the entire story, but it's, it's a very interesting 
tale that this movie is talking about. And the director, as I look this up real quick, I want to go ahead and give this man his, his due diligence. The film is directed by Ashar Fahadi. I hope I'm saying that right. But he has done a lot of good movies where he's been, you know, he's been giving international praise for what he's done. So him making another film like this, uh, I think people were excited. Uh, This is his ninth feature film. It was shot in Iran and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm a little interested, but let's go ahead and get into this trailer for a hero, which the trailer came out two months ago. So I'm late in the fucking game. Let's get it. Yeah. So yeah, it was in theaters January seventh. It's gonna be on Prime Video. Yeah. Um, I did not get to see this movie in theaters. I just never got the chance. But it seems like this film, this film has gotten a lot of great reviews from critics. It has a ninety-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's won one of the most prestigious uh, international film festivals uh, awards you can get. Uh, the Kennys, I believe that's how you said. Um, even have guys like Roger Ebert, Ebert to say it's a uh, RogerEbert.com to say it's a great film, one of the best films of the year, and I think it's an interesting story. You know, taking taking place in Iran with the main character who seems to be, you know, he. It seems like he's going to be the type of guy where. You know, he's not the greatest guy in the world. He he is kind of a scumbag, like the people said in this film. But, you know, there's something about him where it's just like you're going to root for him. You want him to do well because he's he's trying to be a good person. He's trying to be a good person to his wife, trying to be a good person, a, a good father uh, to his daughter. And just what what's up with it is just that he's going to do it in just some very fucked up ways. And it's just like, man, like. You should not be doing this, man. So it's going to be real interesting. And I think for what it is, the direction here does look really good. I mean, this is going to be one of my first films uh, that is directed and written by this guy, Akshar Fahadi. And 
you know, it, it looks like it's primed to be one of the best international films of of the year. I'm going to say of the year 2022, because I think for I think it's a little weird when like sometimes there are films that come out around this time and then they release them and then it gets like known for like the award, the award show of the previous year. So I, I don't know what's going to happen with this, but it's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, the whole plot of it is like the main characters. Raheem is in prison because of a debt. He was unable to repay during a two day leave, you know, coming out of jail. Uh, he tries to convince his creditor to withdraw his complaint against the pay- payment of part of the sum, but things don't go as planned. And I think that's like what we saw later on in the trailer is that, his stuff goes really well. He gets, you know, his stuff is nice. And then they're, they're branding him as a hero. So I don't know. Yeah. The trailer wasn't, uh, I think that's the, that's a good thing. And a bad thing from this trailer is the good thing is that I don't know specifically what's going on, but at the same time, if I don't, if I don't know what's going on, that makes me good. Cause then I'll go into this movie. It makes me want to go into this movie even more. But another thing, if it makes it, what makes it bad is that I'm completely confused and like, ugh, fuck. It's like, it doesn't really tell me too, too much, but I feel like the acting is going to be really cool. The direction is going to be really good. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a good film. So I can't wait to watch this tomorrow throughout the day and I have a good time with it. Again, it's on Amazon Prime Video. So if you want me to do, the re- if you want to watch this film and wait and wait for my review go ahead and wait out tomorrow i'll tell y'all how it is but let's get into our third film that i'm also interested in and this is a film that's coming out on netflix i was on limited release earlier as well and i want to see did i was this one of the films no this is one of the films that are coming out tomorrow that's on netflix and this was another film this was another one that uh got a lot of good reviews from critics and it was Munich at the edge of war. And it's got an 86% right now from uh, the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's coming out on Netflix tomorrow. And what it is, it's based off of this book of the same name. And it sets the stage at the autumn of 1938. And it's, you know, basically you, it's on the part where like Europe is standing on the part of the on the brink of war uh and they're really getting fucked and adolf you know adolf hitler is about to invade uh czechoslovakia oh oh my god czechoslovakia and and uh the government and you know you have hugh legat british civil servant and paul von hartmann who's also a german diplomat who decided they're going to travel to Munich for the emergency for an emergency conference. And as the negotiations start to happen, uh, you know, these two guys, they ended up finding themselves, uh, the center of like this political bullshit, super, uh, super defoge. I'm, I'm reading this stuff. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Basically set 1938, Two guys are trying to have peace negotiations. I'm getting caught in some political bullshit, and it's a life or death situation between uh, a war happening or war not happening. And um, this was on my radar in the beginning of January. Uh, I actually really want to go see this. It's directed by Christian Chow, and it stars Jessica Brown Finley 
and George McKay and Jeremy Irons. And if you don't know who Jeremy Irons is, he was Alfred in the Justice League Batman films. So I can't wait to see what he has in, what he has in store and what this movie has in store. But let's go ahead and get into the trailer from Munich Edge of War and we'll be right back with my feelings about it. And if we can get there, goddammit. I believe the name Paul von Hartmann is known to you. Yes, sir. We were at Oxford together. He has a document in his possession. We'd like you to go to Munich tomorrow and get the document. It'll be an act of espionage on foreign soil. Men and women of Britain and the Empire. As long as war is not begun, there is always hope. Really good to see you again. What willst du von mir? Wir sind die letzte Hoffnung, um Hitler zu stoppen. Das ist ein wahrer Plan für Europa. Hitler ist lying when he claims to want peace. People will suffer. That document is the proof. Wohin wollen Sie? you for even thinking about it. Come say that. with a gangster without having some cards up on sleeve. Okay, now I'm more excited to watch this. I think out of the three films I talked about, this is my my most excited one. This is my most interested one because now after watching that trailer, I definitely get it. So this is based off of a spy novel and it's basically talking about how you have this big international conference and there is a document document that is talking about the true intentions of what Adolf Hitler and the Nazis want to do with Europe and Czechoslovakia. Oh my God. I can't speak at all tonight. Uh, But it talks about their true intentions and that letter, that document is basically needs to get there. So the truth can get put out, but there's just a lot of, again, political bullshit. Uh, Hitler, who I don't know who that who he's being played by, um, is is on to them, and I think it's going to be really interesting. So let me see who's playing Hitler. I I really don't know who's playing Hitler, but I think this is a film that I'm actually going to watch before I watch a hero. 
damn, I'm really starting off my day with watching two films that one people love, which is a hero, and another one which seems to be really interesting and really good. So I'm gonna it's gonna be a good time. And then with Scream, it's gonna be interesting. But like I said, it might just be okay. But yeah, I mean, look out for those three reviews. Uh, if there are any other films that I'm wanting to get into and want to get like quick reviews out for these next couple episodes and these discussions, um, there are some films that I want to, there are, there are definitely some, uh, for one, if we go back here, uh, there was one, there was one that I really, I I should have done a review for this, but I saw that I, I saw the reviews. I saw the scores. I ended up watching two films that came out in 2021. And, and, and this one, the three, the three, five, five, the three, five, five was a film I was supposed to go watch, but I never got the chance. And I think I'm going to take the time tomorrow or this weekend to actually go watch these films and just say, yeah, this is, this is what I'm going to have to do because ain't no way in hell. I I'm going to miss a movie that might be it's like the one of the first big releases of the year and it's just like this might be one of the worst films of the month. So let's go ahead and watch the trailer for the 355. It really sucks too because one of my favorite actresses, one from a uh, Black Panther, Lupita Nyong'o. She she's in this film and I'm just like, "Damn, man." I really don't want that to happen, man. But I've I've heard some very, very, very bad reviews. So let's go ahead and get into it with this trailer for the three five five. If you've already watched this, you can go ahead and ignore it. But let's go ahead and get into it for the people who haven't. Remember that story that they told us about in training about George Washington's first female spy during the Revolution. They called her Agent Three Five Five because they didn't want the world to know her real name. But her legacy lives on. We're the top agents from around the world. American, British, German, Colombian, Chinese. But now we have a common enemy. They can start World War III. From simple reach of their keyboard... So we need to join forces. It's like half the CIA's most wanted. Always such a tough guy. I'm just going to say this right now before we continue with this trailer. Uh, oh my fucking God. Yeah. The, this, this, this isn't like total cringe, but like the fact that they're using, we going to run this town, run this town. For the trailer music, I'm, I can't even take it seriously. But let's continue, man. Jesus Christ, let's continue. I'm not an agent. I'm a therapist. They thought I would give you my secrets. Do you have secrets? We put ourselves in danger so that others are not. I'll handle the guns. Are you in therapy? I should be. You're the best in the world at what you do. You have cameras in your jewelry, comms in your earrings. You bump, I grab. The target is on the move. You're not going in there alone. We go together. I have a family. 
I cannot do this anymore. The bad guys are out there right now. You go home, you bring them with you. Are you under control? Are you? No. Black cars, all black, everything. I've got four more agents out on the street. I counted six, but thanks for the tip. the new team we're the 355 all right let's let's turn this shit off <laughs> let's just turn this shit i don't think that was a good trailer at all i thought that was pretty bad that was a pretty bad trailer <laughs> yeah that was a pretty bad trailer i mean just one of the things that that really just got to me was that they use like Jay Z and, and, and Rihanna that song "Run This Town" like as like the trailer music, and it's like it like it's cool, like I like that song, but we've seen that a lot from movies like this, and it's just not that interesting. Like, come on! And then I think one of the other things is that. I feel like they just showed me the entire movie in in this trailer. Like I've said, I'm going to just go ahead and start off with this whole thing. I feel like there are way too many films that show you the entirety of the plot and the, and the cool scenes just to show on the trailer so you can get people to watch it. And it's like, for me, yeah, I understand you need a reason to get people in the seats, but there is that risk of, showing all that in the trailer and then you go in and the same things you saw in the trailer are on the film. And you're just like, they're completely the same. It just totally ruined the surprise of what you may be able to find when you watch a film like this. And I think the three, five, five, I think some else, I was looking through the comments. I was, I was listening to the trailer and watching it. Uh, of course you got a lot of people who are talking shit, uh, about, Basically, this being an all-female team because there are a lot of uh, there are just a lot of people who hate. Well, let me be specific. There are people who specifically hate this shit because they just don't like women, and then there are people who don't like it because there's a legitimate reason. Because Hollywood likes to play this trope to where they just put a lot of women. They call it diversity, but they give them some really bad writing. They give them some really bad. Uh, <laughs> directing and it's just like go with it and it and, and we're supposed to be okay with that because it's supposed to push the boundaries and it's like no like give us something good give us something interesting and ah oh, fuck I'm <sighs> I should have watched this earlier so I could get it out the way but now I gotta put this on a list of films I'm watching but let's just get it quick I think one it, I think the whole point of the film is that you have one of the best female agents uh, around the world that band together to fight a common enemy. And Sebastian Stan, I guess, is the head guy or whatever, but he might be like the, the twist villain. Who knows? I don't know. But that's what I'm getting from. But the 355, that's the fourth film we're going to talk about and review. But uh, let's get into one more film. One more film that I think we're going to talk about. And uh, this one's going to be a little interesting because I don't think anybody 
would think that I'll watch something like this. Well, well, there was like a bunch. There's like three other movies I need to watch, but there's only one. That, there's only another one I'm probably going to be doing a review. And this one is going to be. This one's going to. I don't know if I'm going to watch this one. American Siege, because I'm I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the edge of watching Borigo, which came out last weekend, or watching. Uh, or watching American Siege. And I'll give a reason why American... I, I don't know if I want to watch American Siege because American Siege is a film that has the, one of the... one of our greatest patriotic actors of our time who was in a really great film called Die Hard. And I think I know... I think you guys know who I'm talking about. And it's a, it's a Bruce Willis... Bruce Willie up in the house, bro. He had a movie that came out. And, uh, shit, if this is the full film. Is this the full film? Holy shit, it is. It's the full film. Wait, this has video? Does this has sound? Yes, it has sound. Okay, we're going to watch the American Siege. American Siege on YouTube tomorrow. It's going to be free, bro. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> We're going to watch American Siege and have an interesting time with it. Oh, <laughs> the only reason why I'm laughing is that, number one, Bruce Willis has been in some very shitty films as of late. Like, oh, my God. Like, I think one of the only films that had, like, a big release was a death wish. And that was like politically charged and just messy. Um, now you got this film, American siege. Uh, this one by Bruce Willis that I watched the trailer and I was just like, I don't know if I'm really into this right now. I really don't know. And I only say that cause I just don't want to waste my time with something like this. But and I don't think I'm like that genuinely interested. I think I'm only interested because it's a bad film and it just give me something to rag on and talk about because to be honest, we've been having a lot of films here where we just had had a lot of good things to talk about. I mean, we talked about The Last Duel. I had a whole thing about Licorice Pizza where I went off, but I had a lot of great things to say about that film. So am I just trying to balance myself with like a bad film? I don't know. That'd be unfair, but uh, but no, what, what, what? We'll, we'll figure that out. I might do like a really quick review. Uh, but this other one, this is going to be the last movie we're going to talk about in this topic. It's Borigo. And this one, uh, it's an interesting one. It was on my list of movies to watch for January 2022. And it was another one distributed and produced by Paramount Movies. Um, they don't really have the best track re- track record at all either. And I'm just going to have to say that, but, uh, let's go ahead and give this a look. Let's check it out. A little preview right there. Deputy Sheriff, need of immediate assistance. Does anybody read me? 
have an emergency. I got a homicide scene with two bodies and a third missing person. Dad, I was in the desert with Ellie yesterday. Where was she exactly? product never arrived. This is your problem now. I will take care of it. If we keep walking this way, we are gonna die. We are alone. No one is ever gonna find us here, alright? We're in the middle of the desert. He'll come for the drugs. Who? The monster. Saw your truck driving in the distance. There's never anyone out here. <laughs> It's like he, they, you have two white people on a motorcycle, and the guy's like, hey, 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 yeah. He just just looks out the distance like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> we got to go back. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish this was also a video podcast, because this was funny as hell. The monster. Saw your truck driving in the distance. There's never anyone out here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's keep going, fam. No! <laughs> he did it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm childish. Two people died. That's not funny. Death is not funny. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Let's keep going. Dad, what's going on? I don't know. Bad things. Is someone there? Please help. We have to keep running. He's coming! Yeah, so this came out last week. So this will be another film that I'm going to have to catch up on, but... Uh, Barrigo seems like it's going to be a film that just centers on a woman who just wrong place at the wrong time where she tries to be a good Samaritan because she sees a plane crash, which I mean, by the way, if we see a plane crash and we know there are people in there, you would try to go up there and check. Right. But this film shows you like, you don't need to be doing that shit around here. And it's put in a situation to where she's kidnapped and now being hunted down, uh, for some shit that doesn't even revolve around her. And I think the action looks interesting. It looks brutal. It, I don't know about the acting. There are some parts in here where I was a little bit, uh, but that, that one part where I just laughed my ass off. It, you would have to see it just to, just to kind of understand. And I'm this type of guy that's like, there are certain deliveries and certain like motions where like, if you do something like that, I'm going to laugh my ass off. Cause it's like, really? And I think it's just coming from me watching people laugh about those things too, that I noticed them and I'm like, damn. 
So I don't know about that. That's that was that was funny and weird. But yeah, I mean, those are the films that I'm definitely gonna give a good watch on uh for throughout the entire couple of days that you guys are gonna be hearing reviews for. Um I'm gonna be straight honest. I think the three films I'm gonna try to review for tomorrow are Munich the Edge of uh the Edge of War, a hero and possibly that American Siege film starring Bruce Willis because it's free on YouTube and nobody gives a shit to check. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, and then if we don't get through all of that, we'll have maybe one movie that moved into Saturday's episode. But on Saturday, I'm definitely going to be reviewing Scream, uh, Burrigo, and then whatever that other film that we don't get a chance. And then... Sunday will be an episode to where again it'll be kind of like this we chill we just reflect we talk all of that but that being said let's go ahead and get into this quick commercial break where I'm going to go ahead afterwards talk about this whole discussion I have this opinion on how I feel about just movies in general mainstream media about how 90% of films are just good or they're just okay or they're just bad and i'll explain that more right after we come off of this break again this is the midnight drop i'm your host jordan Malone. thanks so much for tuning in we'll be right back after this Jordan Malone, thanks for holding on on this episode of the Midnight Drop. Uh, while I was off, um, this is gonna be a very off topic for what we're doing tonight, but there was a whole 
the whole thing with Penny Hardaway. Because I'm a I'm a sports guy. I've been keeping up with sports. I've been keeping up with what's going on with college basketball uh, and the NBA in general. And I, if anybody who watches University of Memphis, I know that they are not that good right now. They're nine and eight. Uh, they have one of the best rosters in college basketball right now, and they're not doing that well. Uh, they got the number one player coming out of his class, Imani Bates, who hasn't done that well at all. I think the last time I checked, he had twenty five turnovers and. 12 assists like that's a terrible ratio but apparently there was an interview he did and I want to kind of listen to that real quick I know this is definitely off topic but I just want to check this out I know we don't have our full roster stop asking me stupid questions about if I feel like I can do something if I had my roster like they did then I feel like I can do whatever I want to do oh shit we, we don't have our full roster y'all know we don't have our full roster Stop asking me stupid questions about if I feel like I can do something. If I had my roster like they did, then I feel like I can do whatever I want to do. We don't have our full roster. <laughs> okay. Have our full roster. Oh, it's going. Back. Y'all know we don't have. Oh, okay. All right. That was okay. That was funny. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not gonna go to a deep dive. I'm, this is not a sports podcast. But all I will say is, is that. <laughs> It kind of reminds me of like this joke about like, well, somebody asked me this thing of like, you're a coach on a team that's losing or just lost a very bad game. And you're, and people are asking, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about having this? I mean, it's just like, these are obvious fucking answers you give. You want to be straightforward and honest, but you can't because you got to be cordial. This is one of those instances where he's like, I'm not being cordial. Fuck you. Stop asking. So quit asking. And, uh, yeah, man. I remember Penny Hardaway got hired uh, from University of Memphis because he played college there. And, well, he played college ball there. And um, he's he's been doing a lot of stuff. He's been getting some people. He got, he got James Wiseman uh, some years back. And that was a big story um, about, you know, there's some things that happened under the table where James Wiseman basically uh, got suspended. And then James just ended up just playing just getting ready for the NBA and didn't give a fuck about college. Um, anyway, again, this is not a sports podcast. I just thought it'd be funny, but let's go and get to this opinion piece that I really want to talk about because I'm, I wanted to kind of get this out there instead of just talking about movie reviews, instead of just talking about my life, <laughs> I wanted to talk, I wanted to start talking about something that I thought was very interesting and will probably get your guys' attention and I kind of want to hear what y'all have to say either on Instagram or down in any comment sections or in review boards or whatever you do it here uh, wherever you go I kind of want to kind of get a feel of what you guys think about what I'm about to say here but uh, I feel like 90% of films that are released into Hollywood only are just okay or are not that good at all. And I want to kind of go ahead and give my reasoning to it. And I won't say every film. I'll say more of mainstream media because I want to be very specific. I want to be real about it. Uh, There are a lot of films out there that do a lot of good stuff. And there are some films that don't really equate to this whole reasoning I have here. But it's been something I've been thinking about, and I'll I'll say that it's from inspiration from a video 
something of the same name, and I'll go to it. It was this video uh, where they did an interview with a filmmaker uh, who talked about why most films today are just garbage. And I thought it was really interesting because this was coming around a time to where, I mean, we just recently got Star Wars, uh, the Skywalker, the end of the Skywalker saga. And we had so many other films that were just not that good. were very disappointing. And the video came out and it's, it, it went viral. It got millions of views and it looked really interesting. So I wanted to go ahead and talk about it. And yeah, actually, this there's a video. Why ninety nine percent of movies today are garbage? It actually, came out eight months ago. But there was another video I was thinking about. It, this was kind of like a two parter, and this was made by Film Courage, and I'm taking inspiration from it because after watching that video, I really wanted to kind of talk about why I think it is, and it takes some liberties from it. But let's just be real here. I I don't think films today are just that great. I think there are so many films that. I think there are so many films that are released year by year that if you'd get every all of them together in a bin, like think about one of those bins when you go to like Walmart or like Target and they have like those $1 films. Think about that bin, but all of the films that are released in a year and a good amount of that bin, ha- like those movies are either garbage, they're bad, or they're just okay. And only like the last 10% of those films are actually good, great, or amazing. I, I'll get put it one further. I think only like 5% of the yearly releases are amazing or just great. And I'll give my reasoning towards it because we live in a time now to where we have films like like Avengers Endgame at one point, Spider-Man No Way Home that ruled a box office. And then we have other films like we talked about The Last Duel that only made 30 million on a 100 million dollar budget that are really good but didn't make that much money. And we had there are, there are so many times where we like we get these trailers and we get these amazing trailers for these big box office films that are supposed to make big money over there and and it's just like they don't they're just okay and what and I'm going to give out some examples while I give out this whole discussion one movie that I'm definitely going to be uh this is going to be kind of like a review but this is going to be part of the discussion because I feel so I feel some type of way about this film. And I really, and I'm very glad I get to talk about it a little bit, but I want to give my reasoning why I, I have this opinion on it. And one of the first big things about it, one of the biggest reasons to why 90% of films are just okay or just bad. And the rest and the rest of the 10% are good. And 5% of that is actually great is because number one, there's just a lot of bad fucking writing out there. Um, there's just a lot of films right, right now that the writing is either lazy, it's bad, or it's just ordinary. There's not a lot of crazy things to go off of. And I think I started realizing this when 
I started just watching like a string of movies on Netflix and on HBO Max. And you start to realize that the writing in those films either borrow from other films that are not really original. Um, They decide to put in all these different things that make no fucking sense. They try so hard to put in these plot twists or these MacGuffins that are supposed to be really important. But in reality, it's like stop with this MacGuffin shit or this plot twist makes no sense. The writing is just bad or lazy nowadays. And I think what we have to really get into is that there are a lot of writers out there that get these big name projects and we have to start focusing more on who are writing these scripts besides directors. You know, we we should also think about directors too, because directors can fuck up shit too. Uh, We also got to think about like some of these writers that come on and I'm just like, like they're just bad because I feel like with film critics and with certain other people, they take the time to look at who's writing the story, who who's writing the plot, the dialogue for some of these actors. And I think for the common audience, we don't really care as much because we only care about more of who's acting in the film, who's directing the film and what's it all about. And that's it. If the film is directed and written by the same guy, that's cool. We'll be like, oh, that makes it more awesome. But if it's a film that's directed by one person and written by another, I don't think we care too much about that unless it's a big name. Unless it's a big name, then like we'll start to care. But really, no. Sometimes we're just like, who is this guy? Why do we even care? Like... I'll give you one. I'll give you this one good example. Um, there was this movie years ago that came out in 2017, and it was starring big old name Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. And this was a film that was directed by David Ayer, and it was supposed to be one of the best films on Netflix because. It had this really interesting idea of wow, we integrate the magical world, the fantasy world into real life. And it was considered one of the worst fucking movies of 2017 with a critic score of 27%. Uh, the audience seemed to like it, it had an 83% rating, but this film was not good. And I think one of the biggest things to take away from this film, it was m- written by a guy Max Landis, who has done some pretty shitty movies and also has done some pretty shitty things. Uh, yes, he did things like Chronicle, which I watched a, a couple of days ago. It was a good film, but he also did films like A Shadow in the Cloud, which was not good at all. He has done a lot of other bullshit besides Bright, and I think... When you think about it, we have to start caring more about the writers of these films. Like for one, uh, and I think I said it's for one of my most anticipated films of this year, Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. One of the writers in that film, it's not going to be Phil Lord. Uh, I think it's not going to be like uh, Phil Lord or Christopher Miller. It's going to be written... And I hope I can find it. It's the same guy who it's the same people who wrote Wonder Woman 1984. And it's not 1984 was not the best film. That film 
was written badly because it was trying to add in so many things. And I was like, I'm just not getting it. So I think one of the biggest things of why films today are just not as good, why a good majority of them are just okay or bad is because we have a lot of bad and lazy writing out there. And we need to focus on that a little bit more. And that'll get into my next thing. Uh, I think the second reason why there's just not that many, there's, there's not that many good films is that right now, we're into this whole thing, this whole nostalgia wave. And there's a lot of good things with it. And there's a lot of bad things with it. So you watched Spider-Man No Way Home. I watched Spider-Man No Way Home. We both agreed that it was one of the best films of 2021. It was my number one superhero film uh, on the top five list on my Instagram page. It was an amazing film that had like packs full of nostalgia of the previous Spider-Man films from the Sam Raimi films with Tobey Maguire and the amazing Spider-Man films with, uh, Andrew, uh, with yeah, Andrew Garfield. And that film was so good because it made you go back and watch the other films. And it made you reminisce of your childhood or just some really good times you've had with your friends or with your, your date who now is like your girlfriend or your wife or whatever. It, the nostalgia ran through your brain. Nostalgia is one of the biggest drugs in the world. It's one of it's the craziest things in the world. It's like a drug that we don't really think about because we're too high on it that we forget that it's a drug. You see what I'm saying? I might have fucked that up, but at the end of the day, it's addicting as hell. It's like sugar. And well, it's more like sugar and cocaine, <laughs> but you get the point. But you had that. And then you have the Matrix. <laughs> Which was, <laughs> this is the film that I'm very, in, I'm very happy to talk about in this discussion. Because if I have to give you a quick review of that film, it was something to where it never should have been made. It never should have been brought out on HBO Max or into theaters. Because all it was, was trying to sell the nostalgia of the last three previous films. Where the first one was great, the second one was cool, and the third one was shit. And they were just pulling so much from those films to pack it into this one and say this is our fourth matrix film and it was so bad because they thought they could just sell it on nostalgia and it was not that uh do not trust the rotten tomato score on that one this is a film that a lot of people have said that it's just not that good and that it could be a whole lot better and that's the point i'm trying to get at there are films like the matrix resurrections that use nostalgia to bring in an audience and then they say this is the only thing we need because then that leads into that bad bullshit lazy writing that i was talking about because we're in this point now to where a lot of people get high off of nostalgia so corporate executives are going to use nostalgia in their films for big name projects and say, we don't need to make a story uh, as good to get people to watch it. We don't need to get these. Um, we don't need to get like new creative ideas to get it out there on our movie slate of the year. All we need to do is pick up a resurrected, resurrected property. We get the actors or the voice actors who did that stuff, or just get some new people to get these, these characters. And then we just say, yeah, let's just uh, hire some writer. That's cool with us. That can play it safe in a formula. And let's just keep it going because Besides The Matrix, we've had films like The Lion King that came out a couple years ago, and I did not like that film at all. 
That film made so much money in the box office, but not because of how good it was. It was because it was The Lion King, and everybody remembered that it was, it's The Lion King. It's one of the best Disney animated films of all time, and it had Beyonce, and it had uh, Childish Gambino, it had Keegan-Michael Key, but the biggest part was that this is my childhood. I have to watch this. But if you go watch it, there are so many things wrong with that film that needed to be rectified. But they didn't care because they made a lot of money and it was everybody's childhood. Who, who gives a fuck? Okay. Uh, if you want another example, <laughs> if you want another get Ghostbusters Afterlife. That was a film that I will say it was cool, but it went a lot onto like the nostalgia train in the second half. And it's just like it's making the movie fall apart. If you're a true fan of the Ghostbusters franchise, then you will be like, no, I like this movie and you will pay good money to see it. But if you're a filmmaker, if you're somebody who's watching these films, you'll just be like, well, you're just showing me stuff that's cool, like from like the 80s and the 90s. But like, what about the story here? You had something good going on and it just kind of went off the tracks. And there are times where like films will just stop in the middle of telling its story or going through a sequence of events to show you something that you probably remember from your childhood. And it's just like, huh? See what we put in? Look what we put in, man. Hey, that's pretty cool, huh? And that's the stuff that makes a good amount of these films just okay or bad is that they're shoving too much nostalgia in that it just makes you feel like this isn't something that I really want to go watch, but you still watch it because it's like, Oh, I remember that. And sometimes it dilute. Well, it kind of like clouds people's judgment on these films and it for critics. It's just like, nah, because I'm, they're the ones who want to go see the filmmaking. Now it doesn't mean I, you know, nostalgia is all bad because like I said, with Spider-Man no way home, they did an amazing job using nostalgia as a, as a big factor of their film because it progressed the story. And it's kind of like when you have something good like that, you make sure it progresses the story. You make sure it has meaning to it. You don't just use that as bait and just say, Oh, remember this cool thing that you used to grow up with or something that was popular back in the day. You don't just stop the movie to show it and then keep going because it has nothing to do with it. No, you use that to progress the story and say, it's very important. And it's also something you remember that that's the thing you need to do with nostalgia. But a lot of people don't want to do that because it requires extra work or sometimes they use it to progress a story and it makes no fucking sense, which goes back to that first point, lazy and bad writing. But I want to go ahead and get into this third point. I think this third point would be pretty cool, but I think the reason, another reason why movies are not that good is corporate intervention. And at first I wanted to say that the third reason why movies aren't that good is because uh, there's, there's too much risk that people don't want to take. But after talking with some people, um, my best friends, uh, people I love, <laughs> I've realized that it's more about the corporate intervention. Uh, and what I mean by that is that just say that you have a film that a director wants to come in and do something really cool with, or this is really cool IP and you want to get into it. Like, let's say it's Superman and you want to do something really interesting. You want to do something really nice. So you have somebody like Zack Snyder who comes in, who thinks there's a prime opportunity to put his stamp on it and say, I want to do something new with man, with, with the man of steel. And you get a movie like man of steel. It doesn't do that well. 
and you start to realize, oh shit, did we give this to the right guy? Uh, you end up giving him another one though, and it's Batman v Superman. He does his own vision. It's cool, and you realize, oh shit, fuck, <laughs> didn't do well in the critics. Didn't make as much money as we thought, but it wasn't a flop. But we wanted it to be billion dollars, so you give him Justice League, and as soon as the man leaves. Or when you have a problem, you decide to say, we're going to intervene. We're going to do all this shit because we're so afraid that it's not going to do well. And we want this movie to make so much money. And we want to be the best films of all time because we're trying to be Marvel. That you end up implementing a guy. You, you, you end up hiring a guy in Joss Whedon who's in the news right now for doing a lot of bullshit with that film. And that bullshit was not only disrespecting actors and co-stars and production workers but also fucking up a film that should have made a billion dollars, but only ended up making one third of that and getting beat out by the competition they swore they would beat. But let's also give another example of a director who came in to do the original Suicide Squad. And what he was going to do was a dark and gritty film on a group of villains that had a lot of cool stuff with them. And the villain was going to be the Joker. And the Enchantress was going to be somebody that, you know, it's kind of the villain, but not a big point, not a big part of it. But uh, corporate bigwigs, the executives said, we can't do this because we're too afraid. We're trying to sell toys. We're trying to get kids to watch this film. So you you go through all these different reshoots. You delay the film. You say, we're going to cut this shit out. <laughs> we're going to cut this out. And we're going to release a film that just does not look like what it was supposed to look like. Or let's just talk about something that before we even get to it, remember that Superman, that Superman film we're talking about, uh, where you have, (laughs) you have so many people coming in. You have somebody that comes in and says, I want to do this. I think it'd be awesome. You have Kevin Smith pitching a script about a Superman reboot film. And then in the middle of it, you decide, Oh, we're we're not going to go with this vision because we got this guy, Tim Burton, who wants to get his own guys and we want to get our guys into it. So we're going to push you out and we're just going to get this in because you're so afraid of taking in a new direction that in the beginning may not be that good, but over time people will love it. And that's the thing I'm trying to talk about is that when it comes to films, when it comes to filmmaking, we there's not a lot of creative energy anymore because so many corporate so many corporate executives want to say we have to go by this formula we have to say we have to do what we think it's best because we got to maximize our profits we got to make the most money as we can and we got to keep it to what we want so we can get everybody to come in you know we don't want to make this something to where it attracts a niche audience because that doesn't bring us a lot of money. We want to make it to where everybody can watch this. We want to make it to where critics can love this and the audience because we not only we need the most money, but we need awards. We need to show people we can do this stuff. It kind of reminds me of like the last dance documentary with Michael Jordan and, uh, can't remember, but the guy who was like running the, uh, the Chicago bulls, like the GM, I think, And he was the GM was talking about, like, I'm going to fickle with this shit because I want to prove that the front office wins championships, not just the players. And it's like you're fucking it up because you're not letting the people who are in charge of the shit who do what they do best to do 
to, to win you a championship to do that. And it just causes a lot of friction. And that's the same in terms of filmmaking, in terms of movies is that you get a director, you get actors who are coming to make a film that are, that is interesting. That's in this new direction that people have been asking for. And you say, no, we're too afraid of this group of people getting mad, or we're too afraid of not making as much money as we want. And you start to overthink and just say, no, we don't want that. And it gets annoying. And I think that's one of the, that's one of the biggest reasons we've seen so many examples and I named them man of steel, Batman v Superman. Uh, but most importantly, justice league, we had a whole, uh, director's cut that came out it was a four hour cut. And it showed that, yeah, let the man do what he wants to do. <laughs> It'll make a lot of money. And I get a lot of praise, dude. Come on. Um, it's just so much of that. I can go on and on, but we got to get to our fourth thing. Our fourth thing, I think, is that there are so many, like, films are not as good as they can be because there are so many ideas that are put into these films, but the execution is sloppy, or it just makes everything so convoluted. And I think my two biggest examples is The Matrix 4 and Eternals. Matrix... I'll be quick with that. That was a film that Lana Wachowski did not want to do. But when she was told that we're going to do this with or without you, and she got on, she had all these different ideas that she wanted, that she was thinking about, but she needed to come up and get this movie out fast. So she just all put them in. She put them all in and said, we're just going to do it. No reshoots. We're going to keep going. Come on, let's go. Let's go. And the execution was really bad. Um, It's like, I think of Matrix 4 as in these types. The first half is the first movie where it's really interesting. It it sets the world up and you're like, wow, I I can really get with this. The second film or the second part is the second film where it it draws too much into things that I don't want to know or you're putting too much time onto it to where it's like, okay, but we know it's not that important, so why put so much time into it? And then the third part, it's just so fucking messy, I don't even know what the hell is going on. It's ridiculous. And I think it's just a culmination of all the ideas Lana Wachowski wanted to do and quickly jammed into the movie to where it just became so bad and and so much that I don't even know it was the film that it was aiming to be. But the other example I wanted to bring in was Eternals. And the reason I bring that in is that it was one of my most disappointing superhero films of the year of 2021 because it wasn't a terrible film. I watched it on Disney Plus the other day. I liked it. Like, I liked, like, uh, some of the scenes. But I think what makes it so disappointing is that the plot is so convoluted. It has so many things going for itself and wanting to go for, but it doesn't really execute them in a way that makes it digestible. The execution leaves it to where I'm watching a film that is two hours and 30 minutes. It's not Avengers. It feels like three, three hours. And I'm not going crazy for some of these characters. That's what I feel like. That's what I really feel like in these films. And I think... One of the biggest things for films today is that people have directors and writers have to realize that you have to stick to one or two ideas and keep going with it 
Don't just have five ideas and say we're going to try to mix them in to get mix them in with everything and try to work. It's not going to. And I'm going to be quick with that because that's just straight to the point. But the last thing I want to get to. The very last thing is. I think the biggest reason, one of the biggest reasons to why films aren't as good or don't or just okay or just bad is consumer disinterest. And I think the big reason for that is uh, I think you can have films that are great, that are good, but the problem is is that either the marketing isn't that bad or the marketing isn't that good, the advertising is just okay, like the advertising is just okay, or you have like cinema has changed so much to where people care more about the big event type films where there's a lot of nostalgia. There's a lot of action. You have Marvel, you have these superheroes, all of that. And in these films that are like from these great directors, indie filmmakers, independent projects, you know, they don't get as much love uh, because it's, it's not a big event film. And, uh, I think with the pandemic, we've definitely seen that because you'll get a film like Spider-Man No Way Home where people are willing to risk their lives. They're willing to risk their health to go see it. And it made millions and millions of dollars. But a film like The Last Duel, which didn't have the best marketing, let's just put it at that. uh, But also a film that people didn't really know too much or weren't really that interested. It didn't do well in the box office. It only made 30 million out of $100 million budget. But it had great reviews. But then you also, you know, in this part, I think it's not just the whole thing about how films are, you know, these because these films don't get that much interest is bad. It's because it's what I'm trying to say is that these film this is part of the list because there are films that just go unnoticed and that they fail or just do okay or bad in terms of box office. And that still gets onto the list because it's a major thing that's happening in the filmmaking industry right now to where we have all these people making these great films, but because it doesn't have the Marvel label or it's not about a superhero or it doesn't have a lot of action, it won't get that much attention. And that's just something that you really have to put in. And this takes a lot away from, you know, just from the executives or from the directors or from the actors. This is a lot on just the marketing team of those corporations, but really a lot on the consumers because some con- the consumers have a lot of power on like how these movies do. If the consumer is interested in something and wants to do it, you will give money to the people who make it and it will bolster that opinion of that film as well. If you have a lot of people that see something and think it's okay, that film that is shitty, it, it'll be good in the public's eyes if you really think about it because they'll be like, oh, well, it's something cool. I have some fun with it. But if it's a film that they don't know about, it's, you don't think it's artsy, it, it won't do as well because it'll be like, man, fuck this shit. It's too artsy. Or it just won't make that much money. And then it'll come on streaming People will watch it like me and we'll be like, oh, this movie, this movie is fire. Why didn't we see this in theaters? Uh, because you just, you just weren't that interested because there was Shang-Chi or Eternals or the Suicide Squad. Well, I won't even say the Suicide Squad because there's some things about that. That movie didn't even make that much money either. But, you know, you wanted to go see, you know, Spider-Man. So you were like, man, fuck this movie or The Matrix. You're like, fuck this movie. 
But all that to say, that's that's why I feel like ninety percent of films are just okay or bad, because you know you just have lazy bad writing. Um, there's two, the nostalgia train is running amok, to where you have that lazy bad writing. Uh, corporations don't want to take any risk. There's too much intervention from them. Uh, you have a lot of ideas that are smashed into something and it becomes way too convoluted for the film or consumers are just not that interested in actually good filmmaking or something that's different. Something that's new. They want to go with something like, you know, something they already know. And that's just what it is, man. That's just how I feel. But what are your thoughts on that? Because I I know my, there are some things that I could elaborate a little bit further I could probably have a much clearer headspace on, or there are some things I probably got wrong, or maybe I missed some things, but go ahead. Let me know. Cause I really want to know. I want to know what your guys' thoughts on that. Because right now we're at a point to where, you know, besides this pandemic, the filmmaking is just changing and it's been doing it for some years now. I'll probably have a whole discussion on the timeline of filmmaking and just how it is nowadays but save for another time probably save for a whole conversation with somebody but thanks for guys so much for coming in today really appreciate you guys coming into this brand new episode of the midnight drop again just to reiterate uh we won't be doing live shows on station head anymore that is done we're done with that shit <laughs> also be on the lookout for reviews for uh american siege <laughs> by Bruce Willis um, just had to laugh that real quick A Hero uh, Munich The Edge of War Scream Barigo and others tomorrow be on the lookout for a new episode uh, from me and one of my co-hosts of the day Julian Ross who's going to be with us that night it's going to be really dope can't wait for you guys to check that out also if you want to go ahead and check out our previous catalog of episodes or if you want to just hit us up, you can go ahead and follow us on official underscore TMD TMD podcast. Again, that's official underscore TMD podcast on Instagram. And you can go ahead and follow us or check out our website at www.themidnightdrop.com. Again, that's www.themidnightdrop.com. We're available on all platforms where podcasts are played. So we're here all day, every day. But with that being said, Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate the support, everything you guys do here. We'll be back with more episodes tomorrow and throughout this weekend. With that being said, my name is Jordan Malone. I'm your host for tonight. Thanks for coming in. You guys stay blessed, stay safe, and stay you. Definitely stay safe with Omicron over there. The Omarion variant is bullshit. God damn. I know like 10 people already got COVID so far. One of them's listening to this podcast right now, so I hope you get safe. I hope you are safe. But for the rest of y'all, stay blessed, stay you. Peace. Mm-hmm.